This is a Handshake Agency podcast. Welcome to another week of the Green Room Podcast presented by Handshake Agency. I'm your host, Neil Griffiths. Thanks for listening. This is episode two. We finally came back for 2021 last week with Tash Sultana. And this week I'm joined by another Australian artist and dear friend. His name is Adam Hyde, of course, one half of dance duo Peking Duck. So Adam moved to LA uh, pretty recently and he's been working on new music, new Peking Duck music and some other music that he thought would be perfect for a new side project, and it is called Kelly Holiday. So Adam joined me on the green room this week, actually from Cabo, because the poor man is celebrating his 30th birthday. Congratulations, Adam. Uh, not only was did we talk on his 30th birthday, well, Australian 30th birthday, Cabo would be the next day, but anyway, it's irrelevant. But this is actually the first interview Adam has done to promote Kelly Holiday. Uh, it was so good to chat to him. He's come on the podcast a few times, obviously with Peking Duck. Um, it was so great to talk to him about the new music, life in LA, especially in the last 12 months with COVID and what's been happening over there, uh, what the future is for Peking Duck, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. So this is me and Adam on The Green Room. Check it out. All right. Joining me on The Green Room on what is his Australian 30th birthday, direct from Cabo, Mr. Adam Hyde. Sir, welcome back to The Green Room Man. podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I always love chat. Every chat that me and you have had has been very, a very, a very uh, wisdomous, beautiful conversation. So I'm excited to be here, man. Thank you for having me. It's, um, I was like just thinking about like, so you and Ruben came on, I think the first time you guys came on the podcast was like, whenever Spotify was celebrating their fifth birthday, like backstage at Enmore, we did that. Yep. And then the next time our good friends of Vienna people in Sydney, we met there and now- I'm in a studio while you're in fucking Cabo. So yeah, dude, you, it looks nice. You look beautiful, I must say, and I, I love this. You, you're looking very professional. I yeah, like it. Yeah, look, we had we had to up the ante a little bit because I, you can't be doing a podcast this long and just keep being amateur, right? True. Well, <laughs> I think the proof is in the pudding. You got the good substance. It's working. You well, got a nice paint job on that wall. It's, yeah. it's cooking. Well, I mean, I'm not in Cabo, man. So um, to straight off the bat, happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a very strange feeling to be turning 30, but I t- it's, I'm welcoming it. I'm welcoming it with open arms. You know, I think for a bit I was, uh, you know, it, when you start going past 25, I feel like, you you know, you're kind of running away from those birthdays as opposed to welcoming them. But now I'm just going to embrace it. And um, yeah, man, I'm happy. It's, it feels good. I, I turned 30 in October and obviously in the world of living with COVID, it was very hard to celebrate. So I just had to like get like a very select group of friends and just go to a house. How are you, yep. how are you celebrating this milestone? Well, right now I'm chatting to you, beautiful man. I'm sipping on a mezcalita and <laughs> um, tonight me and my beautiful girlfriend are going to Nobu actually to, um, to get really bougie. We're actually staying at the Nobu hotel in Los okay. Cabos, as you can see on this beautiful dirty napkin <laughs> so what, um, what what uh what's life like over there as far as COVID? is it is it fair game or is it very much a keep to yourself like we're living so, in here well i mean so i'm living in la uh at the moment and obviously there is COVID everywhere in uh the united states especially in california um 
I've just I've been getting regular checks. Um, and yeah, we got me and my girlfriend got a check before we came over here, and uh, we got the all clear. So it's like okay, we just we I've been very cautious, you know, masking up. But overall, like it's very open the place that we're at right now. So outdoorsy, uh, you just wear a mask when you can, and then obviously distance where you can. But yeah. um, I think the saving grace for the world is just that vaccine to get um, get circulating around the people, and then. I mean, I guess we can all just hope that things will go back to normal, whatever that normal might be. Mm. So just rewind for me, because I don't know if I told you last time we caught up, I was meant to be moving to LA in May. And then I booked accommodation and literally, I think the next week lockdowns happened. When did you move to LA? So I've been in LA for, uh, I think, almost two years now. I originally went out there for... uh, just to write music. We had six months off. We just finished a big picking duck tour. And um, yeah, I, I, that's actually um, how Kelly holiday was kind of born was in those six months. And um, then just decided to stay. It, it felt right to stay there. Uh, I was writing a lot of music, both for picking duck and this Kelly holiday project. And um, yeah, just fell in love with the place in a weird way. It's a very strange city. There's just so many characters there's this weird spark of energy in the air that, that I, I don't quite feel as much um, in Australia and Australia is home and I love Australia, but I felt like it was really stepping out of my comfort zone. It's something that was needed a bit of a kickstart, if you will. And um, yeah, decided to stay. And then obviously COVID uh, came a knocking and yeah, it's kind of like, it's really shut shit down. Uh, in Los Angeles and obviously all the racial injustice issues rising to the forefront of uh, people's conversations, both in the media and just in general, which I think is a very important thing that needed to happen. Uh, At the same time, riots came out of that. Uh, A lot of people that weren't even involved in the protest started taking advantage of that situation and and using it for evil, I guess. And uh, I was actually living, uh, my studio is on Melrose that I share with Kuchka. Yep. we had to move out of that because shit's getting too heated over there. Two guys got shot, you know, in, in broad daylight within the space of an hour, two separate incidents. Wow. Um, and also I was living uh, around the corner from where all the riots were happening on that day. And uh, that was, it was, it was just getting crazy. So it's like, there is a lot of bad, you know, in, in America, um, but there's also a lot of good. There's so many amazing people, so many strange, different people that I feel I would have never met anywhere else in the world. And I think uh, that was that that was the reason for staying. And then COVID happened and it's like, all right, well, no one's going anywhere right now. I may as well just stay parked here. And um, yeah, I mean, I love it in this in this weird, twisted way. <laughs> it, it just it I, I can't leave it yet. I still feel I have a lot more to do. I've, I've met so many amazing people written music with some people I never dreamed of working with. And it's, it's just, it's been a real trip. It feels kind of like a, a fever dream, but a happy fever dream at that. Yeah. Playing mean playing devil devil's advocate because, you know, talking to someone who was also meant to be moving to LA last year, a lot mm. of people were saying like, fuck, imagine if you went after this, imagine if you went during lockdown speaking mm-hmm. as, a, as a fellow Australian who is there right now, like, do did, did you have any, desire to get out of there at any point are you happy that you made the decision to stay oh definitely man there were days where i would just have my head in my hands and just be like shit all right well i gotta pack up go home this doesn't make sense what am i doing here 
Um, and then at the same time, there was that thing of like, I can't go back now. I, I, I know there's more to be done here. And it's not like an ego thing of trying to, you know, try and get that collab or write that hit song or, you know, do that. It, it was none of that. It was like, it was more of a yearning from my heart, as corny as that sounds. It was like, nah, like, I feel like I need to be here. I feel there is shit to do that will fulfill me. And um, the more that I stayed, some of those moments have happened. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm grateful and I'm, and I'm proud of myself for sticking it out, especially during all this fucking madness. Um, but yeah, there was definitely moments of being like, shit, got to go back. But I was lucky enough to, I did two weeks quarantine in New Zealand and then played a festival in New Zealand recently, mm -hmm. Bay Dreams, which right. was, uh, that was insane. You know, seeing 40,000 people without masks, crowd surfing, jumping around, it didn't make sense. It was like, I was tripping, you know? Yeah. Um, and then going back to complete solitude again, it's like this weird, just this weird, unique scenario that we're all in, you know? And I'm just, I'm grateful that I got food in my belly and a roof over my head. And that's like, when you really boil it down, you see it a lot in LA, especially, you know, there's people in the streets and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Like the homeless situation in Los Angeles right now is just fucking out of control. And there's doesn't seem like anything's being done to try and help. I mean, mm -hmm. there are a lot of great organizations that are helping. Don't get me wrong, but from the government standpoint, they are, it's kind of just like mute on that topic. And I think it, it just makes me count my blessings more and more each day. And, uh, you know, I'm happy and I, I still get to live off being able to create. And I think that's definitely a blessing for sure. I mean, without making you commit to anything on the spot here, is is yeah. this LA experience just something you want to do for now? Or do you have, is your intention to stay there indefinitely? It's a good question, man. Because it's like, it started out as a temporary, it started out as just a wild thought that just came through. Well, it was like, let's write some music in LA. And then it was like, okay kind of vibey here and then now it's 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 always been like we're gonna i'm gonna stick it out here for a bit you know i it doesn't feel permanent at all and i think the most beautiful thing in life is nothing is permanent you know and that's something that i've been thinking about a lot my dad said that to me the other night because i was wondering about whether to move back to australia i had this conversation with him and he's like you're not even thinking about the fact that nothing's permanent at all you know and i think there's beauty in that because I feel free. I feel like I can roam where I want, but, and not in a way of like, Oh, it doesn't matter. I can just do whatever and go wherever. But I think um, right now the whole fucking world's on pause, you know? So until things are moving again and the blood's pumping back on this, on this earth, then, uh, then I'll know, then I'll kind of know, Hey, you know, we should go back now or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, for now, for now it's just writing it out. It's just taking every day as it comes essentially. Mm. So tell me about Kelly Holiday then. I mean, is is this side project something that happened organically from moving to LA or was this a project that you came to LA going, this is what I want to do while I'm here? Well, ideas started in Sydney and I bought this shitty little guitar and I had come off a Peking Duck tour and uh, we spent a lot of time in New York City. That was kind of our base for a lot of the tour. And I rediscovered New Order joy division and 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 all that good stuff and i was just listening to it a lot walking around new york listening to it and then as i got back off the tour everyone else went on holiday because they had a bit of time off and i just i wanted to write music that because my dad would always play new order and 
Joy Division uh, when I was a kid and I, I I liked it, but I didn't really fuck with it like that. And then I just had like, I don't know, something came out of me and I was like, I, I could give this a crack. And I was singing on it and just it was these shitty, dusty recordings, you know. And um, I showed them. I went over to Golden Features, Thomas, to his house. Uh, he's my homie from long, long time. I love, I love that boy with all my heart. So went over to his crib and, and we were playing through music that we were both working on. I was like, oh, I'll play some of this shit. It's really embarrassing, but I would, and I would, I literally was only gonna play it to him. I was like, I'm not showing anyone this shit. Like, this is, this is really embarrassing. But I played it for him, and he's like, dude, this is really fucking dope. And he's, he's very, very hard to please. Like, he, he's almost a masochist in the way that he uh, self-deprecates with 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 his craft. And he's one of the most talented men I've ever met. So, he said, hey you know what you should do with this shit. You should hit up Kim from the presets because he just produced a DMA's record. Mm. And I was like, dude, I fucking, I love Kim. I love the presets. But I don't even, I don't know Kim at all. And he's like, oh, dude, I'll intro you. He introed us. And then the next day, me and Kim met up uh, in Sydney and went and got a coffee and just talked about the tunes. I'd sent him a folder of like six, six demos and, Kim is just the funniest motherfucker in the world. Like I, I have you. I don't know if you've met Kim. Yeah, no, boys, man, a couple of times, and like he's he's he feels like a kind of an introvert, but then like he'll crack a joke and then he'll just stare at you, and you don't know whether yeah. to laugh or not. And he's super dry, but like <laughs> one of the loveliest guys I've ever, oh. especially on this podcast. Like he's just a super lovely guy, and even like when you hear like obviously Kim from the presets, and then mm -hmm. oh by the way, he just did the last DMA's album. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that dude is is just so talented. He's been like a hero, you know. I mean, the presets and the shit. Like I put those two on a pedestal for 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 good reason, you know. When I when I was a young dude in like high school, listening to them, and then for him to fuck with these shitty demos that I'd made and want to work on them, he really wanted to work on them. I was like, shit, okay, like this feels good, and why the fuck not? Why not? I got time on my side. Like, let's do it. And so we did. We we've uh, I've got an album. I've got uh, overall there's like sixteen tracks, but I might cut it down a bit. But uh, we just hammered it out. Me and Kim went over all these recordings, re-recorded the guitars, re-recorded the vocals, added in some sexy Selena synths, and really kind of brought in the nostalgia of that Joy Division New Order sound, and then kind of molded that with a lot of. I've been listening to a lot of Velvet Underground. I guess my whole life essentially, but. Brought into that world a bit too, but most of all, it just really felt so authentically me. None of none of the shit felt like I was writing. None of it. None of it felt like I was struggling to come up with ideas. It it really just flowed out, as cliche as it sounds. Nothing mm. was forced, and it felt like a fucking holiday the whole time. And that that kind of was my holiday. Funnily enough, was writing this music that I fuck with, you know, in my heart and soul, and I, and I. And I love it. And the whole process has just been fucking fun. It's just been super, super fun. After the break, Adam talks to me about the future of Peking Duck and how coincidentally, Ruben also launched his own side project late last year and the conversation they had about it. An Elmo doll that wants to kill its owner. A kids TV show where the main character has a giant penis. Poop flavored ice cream. A meme that destroyed someone's life. These are just a few of the hot button issues we tackle here on That Sucks. A podcast for your ears. I'm Troy Nabobon. And I'm Dan Cribb. And if you don't listen to That Sucks on the Handshake Agency Network, then you suck. 
Join us each fortnight as we unpack some of the biggest fails across pop culture and beyond, joined by the occasional special guest. Head over to thepodcasts.com.au to check out That Sucks Now. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever good podcasts are sold. It's interesting as well because, like, without trying to make this sound like a fucking scandal, in what, last October, Ruben announced his side project, Yoga, and then a couple of months later, you announced Kelly Holiday, and people are like, "What the fuck are Peeing Duck breaking up?" Like, is it was? <laughs> is, I I can only imagine this shit is completely coincidental. But I also imagine you and Ruben have had a conversation where you're like, "I want to try this, I want to try that," and it's it's like a mutual thing, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing actually that because I sent Ruben an email. I mean, overall, so me and Ruben have written so much fucking music together, like. And Peking Duck releases like what one single year. Mm-hmm. This year we have a lot, a lot more music coming. Um, but thankfully, but um, we can't really jump too far outside of the box of of what Peking Duck, I guess, is known for or, or or what it is. And I respect that. Ruben respects that, and we get that. And we wanted to do so many things. Like we released a record called Distant Arizona that we worked on with our good friend Al from Cloud Control. We recorded it in Mumbai. We put guitars on the track. It felt like an acid trip in Mumbai, this song. And it was, it was really awesome. It was, it was rock and roll and it was fucking dope. And I remember we put it out and it just, it didn't make sense. It didn't connect. And it was like, okay, we get it now. Like we can't, we can't, it just doesn't make sense under that, under Peking Duck, which, uh, which is totally fine, you know? So I hit up Ruben. I sent him an email with a, with a folder of the Kelly Holiday, uh, scene, like the, all the, all the, it was kind of like the rough sketchbook for the album. And, um, I was like, hey, dude, I wanted to hit you up first and I wanted to let you know that I'm doing this and it feels right and I love this music and yeah, just wanted to let you know, you know, and it was this thing of like, oh shit, like how is he going to take it? Is it, you know, and I was like, no way do I want to end Peking Duck. Peking Duck is us, you know, and Ruben is my brother. You know, we met at the skate park in Canberra when we were fucking little boys and he's my best friend and always will be. Um, nothing ever changes there. But I sent him this email and the reply was so beautiful he just he just said to me oh my fucking god thank you you know like this is the this is the most beautiful fresh breath of air i could have ever received because he he's got so many ideas he's such a talented dude he's got like jazz ideas funk ideas disco ideas crazy shit that he wants to put out and he always feels like he's you know he can't because he can't go into thinking up which i get so for him now he had an avenue where he could do that and then he started up yoga um and the funny thing is, though, I didn't know that he was dropping that shit when he did. He he oh, kept wow. it. He didn't keep. Yeah, he didn't keep it secretive whatsoever. But I I I mean, I didn't know shit. And I was like, damn, this motherfucker beat me to the punch on the release. <laughs> like, he knew I was doing this shit. I emailed him like, what the fuck, you know? And I was like, I was I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of dirty for a second, but I was like, that's family, man. You know that that's fucking family, and it's it it's a it's a funny thing, and that shit happens and. I fucking love his yoga music. I love it so much. I think it's it's really Ruben. And I think that's the most important thing. And and I'm really proud of him for doing that. And that I was literally like, oh shit, he beat me to the punch. But it's like, it's not a fucking race. It's not like that. This is music. Mm. And I still listen to that shit daily, all his shit. And he sends me ideas. And now we have an open dialogue about all the ideas that we're working on. And it's actually made us, our working relationship stronger uh because now we have these outlets where we don't feel like we're boxing in this one fucking tiny room of dance bangers or whatever you want to call them and mm. and with kelly holiday you know 
he really pumped for the two, and I and I he's proud of me as well. So it's like this symbiotic, beautiful handshake that we that we both have, and uh, we have a lot of respect for each other. So I think uh, I think yeah, it was kind of weird, like that both of our side projects are coming out at the same time. You know, it, it is kind of strange and out of nowhere to a degree, but um, it's all timing, man. And I mean, the world's fucked up right now as well. It's like, why not just put out music? Like we're sitting on so much music as Peking Duck and both as Kelly Holiday or Yoga. And I think it's like, why the fuck not just put it out? You know? Has that working relationship with Ruben changed in any way, especially with you moving to LA, right? Like I, I can't imagine when you were both living in the same city, you would go to each other's houses, go to the studio, but, you know, you mentioned that when you brought Kelly Holiday to his attention, it was through an email. Is, has that dynamic changed? No, it, it has in the sense that we're not, we're not next to each other every single day. And I miss that motherfucking death as a homie, you know. But it's actually, again, it's really made everything stronger because the way that we work anyway is I'll cook up an idea or Ruben will cook up an idea. You know, we'll kind of get a skeleton of, uh, of a tune and then we'll send it to each other. Even if we're in the same city, even if we're in the same fucking room, that's, we've always had this really healthy, friendly competition mm. of like, okay, I'm going to cook up this idea. I'm going to send it your way. And it's like, shit, I can one up that shit. Check this idea. Or I added this, I added this new drum group to it, which is changing. So the way that we've always worked is putting building blocks on top of shit. And Peking Duck has always been a very collaborative project. So it's, it's literally the same, the same process, if not healthier, especially with COVID, because both of us have just been going to the studio every single day. Apart from now, obviously, I'm celebrating my birthday, but it's been like just grind, grind, grind in, in a great way, um, in a very healthy way. And all the music that's come out of it has been dope. And I think with Kelly Holiday, approaching that shit from a different perspective has been so refreshing. All right, so talking about you've got a bunch of new Kelly Holiday music, you've got a bunch of new Peking Duck music. Let's start with Kelly Holiday. When can we expect a Kelly Holiday album? Yeah, so the next single is called Where You Feel. That comes out on March the 26th, and I worked on that with the very talented Alex Leahy, Aussie legend, um, and I actually just filmed the video two days ago with Taylor Bonin, who uh, does all the creative for The Growlers. And obviously not all the creative, they write their music and shit, but he does all the video stuff for the growlers and a lot of cool people like the garden as well. And he's a super talented dude. So we shot the video of me uh, on the Venice boardwalk in a crazy get up doing some fucking crazy dance moves. So I can't wait to share that, but we're looking at dropping the full record um, June. We're looking at at the moment, which I can't wait. I can't wait to share it with everyone, man. I've had so much fun making it. So I'm just keen to get it out there. Can can you tell us any about though the the LA experience as far as working with people in the studio? I mean, I don't want to compare you to a, to fellow label mate Amy Shark, but you know she's written with Mark Hoppus and Ed Sheeran and yeah Billy Corgan. Amy, yeah, 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 crazy, crazy shit. Billy fucking Corgan. Mm. Amy is such a G man. She's she's so dope. Um, the th- yeah, well, that's I guess it comes back to what I was saying about LA in general and and that spark that kind of keeps me staying there is you feel like fucking anything could happen at any moment you know like you could be in a studio obviously this pre-covid it's changed since covid's here but pre-covid you'd be in a studio and then you'd notice someone just kind of walk into the session and it's like oh shit 
that's such and such or and it just feels like everyone's there therefore you're bound to cross paths with a lot of people that you fuck with or people you don't fuck with but at the end of the day you're just meeting a lot of people and i think with that comes a lot of great opportunities and a lot of great moments and i've been lucky enough to um be in some great sessions with some dope people and then some dope shit happens out of it like I remember I actually met Banks on the uh, on the Falls tour, and I've been talking to her, and we 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 exchanged a lot of ideas back and forth. But since then, COVID hit, so I had all these grand master plans of working with a lot of people that I really really love, and uh, a lot of that went out the window when COVID happened. But hopefully, when this vaccine comes through, we can get that all cooking again. But Is before, it... sorry, okay. okay, yeah, but before COVID, it was just like it literally felt like anything could happen at any time and anyone could walk into that room. So that exciting nature of that city, magic is bound to happen somewhere. A lot of bad shit's bound to happen as well. It's a wild, <laughs> wild place. But, but a lot of dope shit can come out of that, you know? Yeah. And going over to the Peking Duck side of things, I think I think the last time we spoke, you and Ruben mentioned that like maybe you'll do an album, but also you don't necessarily think it's it's, it's very important to, to get an album out there as long as you're releasing music is that still where you guys are at do you have intentions to release a debut album? i mean you have enough material to release one yeah yeah we definitely do and i think it's funny now because we've got we've got like the next you know eight singles planned out which is kind of like why don't we just fucking drop an album <laughs> with this stuff but in this yeah in this day and age people aren't going to fucking pay attention to a full record of, of high, of like, I, I, I just, I feel like there is a lack of connection between electronic music and a full album in this day and age. And I, I could be very, very wrong with that. I just, in my heart of hearts, it feels like the single route feels right for picking duck, but that's not to say that we won't do an album because we, we really do have, that material literally mixed, mastered, ready to go with all assets attached, artwork, video ideas, you know, like all that shit is ready to rock. And that is the one blessing that COVID has given the Peking Duck Project for sure. And I think every artist around the world has a fucking arsenal of heat ready to deploy once uh, once shit starts moving again. So, I mean, it's definitely on the cards, man. It's definitely on the cards. And me and Ruben have talked about it amongst ourselves quite a bit. And that's what people want from peaking duck which is which is good to know we just when it when it feels right for us is when i think we'll we'll do that definitely but with the kelly holiday project it was like this shit this shit has to be on on one body of work it's all so cohesive and it's it's all you know it's a bit of fucking rock and roll and dropping a whole album of rock and roll is i think i think a must it's it, it must be done in that way like i wouldn't just want to drip feed singles with that project at all that's like i could write 30 more albums of kelly holiday <laughs> shit because it just it comes out very naturally and i think um a lot of a lot of working on the peking duck stuff is is finding it's like i said it's like building blocks you know where it's like a game of tetris a lot of the time and it's like it's such a collaborative project we work with so many people on that and i love that about it you know it's like finding you know what fits into that groove and and maybe we can use this idea that we worked on fucking six years ago and blend it with this new idea or this new drum beat and it's really a, it's just a mishmash of mayhem um and i think with kelly holiday stuff it's like i know what the fuck i'm doing here off the rib and it just comes out and then it's like cool so it's very easy to be linear with it and put that into one body of work and then put it out whereas with peaking duck it's like 
who knows what the fuck's going to happen with it. So mm. where, where's it going to go? How's it going to, you know, it's just, it's very different worlds there. Yeah, it's funny to think about, like, especially in the last couple of months, I've, I've had some guests on who have done side projects because, you know, COVID, why the fuck not? So I'll, yep. ask, I'll ask you, like I asked them, let's just say for argument's sake, Kelly Holiday is fucking huge. It bigger, big as, if not bigger than Peking Duck, do you have plans to continue releasing Kelly Holiday music? Is this kind of just a one and done straight back to Peking Duck? Or, you know, realistically, could you... Could Kelly Holiday be a consistent thing for you? That's a very solid question. It's it's a it's a hundred percent me. Therefore, it can never end. I mm. think, and especially now that I've seen other people believe in it, not that that's what I've set out to do with it whatsoever. I think I've already had all the greatest parts of creating the Kelly Holiday thus far. Is literally the creation of it. It's just, it's such a joyous, euphoric, as corny as it sounds, feeling creating that shit. And I think. I'm never going to put an end on that. Like I've still, I've literally, like I've just written another in the last three weeks, I've written another 10 songs for that, for that project that all will be mixed and mastered and delivered type shit. Like I, I really, I don't see an end to me working on the Kelly holiday project whatsoever. And this is just the beginning of it. And I think, uh, I mean, it's, it seems to connect nicely. Not that that's what I'm in it for, but seeing people fuck with it, has made me so happy. It's really filled me up with joy because these are ideas that I was scared to share because they felt so me that it was literally like walking on a stage butt naked in front of a lot of people with my tiny little dick hanging out, you know, just going, hey, here I am. <laughs> but luckily people have been like, oh, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good micro penis. Good on you. Well, I've seen it. It's not that small. I will say that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate well, it's, that it's, a lot. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because like going like however many years ago when I was watching Peking Duck on stage, you know, there is a world where Peking Duck could have just been the, the next great Australian DJ act. You guys elevated that the minute you brought in a live show. So when I heard this, the Kelly Holiday track, I was like, oh shit, this is like, if you're going to, if you're going to pivot away from Peking Duck, you specifically, this is the perfect thing to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's worlds apart as well. It's there's definitely a, I mean, a lot of elements from the Peking Duck production side because I wrote and produced it alongside Kim, but I, I wrote it all and and banged it all up on my end. Um, you know, I'll just recording guitar in, programming drums in on my laptop as I would with any Peking Duck tune. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, they, they, it's it's different worlds man for sure i i think so do you think that i mean fucking hell covid do you think there's any time <laughs> in the next this year do you think you would bring the kelly holiday show to a live stage man i want to man i've i've, I've been talking about this more I, I want to do that more than anything and i've been rehearsing certain parts and you know how, how it would all go down and how i want to do the live show and you know, there was a lot of different ideas that I had in these COVID times, but I don't fuck with live streams at all. Like, I, th I think they're great. I think they're great. Don't get me wrong. I think it's dope that people are still using, you know, their platform and performing like that. But I've never, it loses all the human connection, I feel. Like, I've never really sat and watched a live stream of someone performing being like, oh, yeah, this is <laughs> fucking incredible, you know. Mm. Um, and maybe that's me being cynical, but. I, I really want to, I'd be happy to do this shit just in pubs to a room full of, you know, 20 alcoholics. I, I don't want to take it to, 
I don't want to be on this world stage and dancing with the wind in my hair immediately. I want to build this shit from the ground up and I'm ready to put the work in and do whatever it takes to get it out there. Cause I feel like a lot of people need to hear this Kelly holiday music. And I'm, I'm really going to make sure of that through bringing a dope live show, a dope aesthetic that's very different to Peking duck and yeah, just doing whatever I can to, to share it with people. That's all I want to do really is just be like, Hey, here's something I created. If you fuck with it, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. You know, everyone's different, but it's just been such a joyous thing. And I feel like I need other people to relish in that joy with me, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah, man. As this, selfish as, as, selfish no, as that sounds. This, this is exactly why I wanted to bring you on to do it. So thank you for, for what, the first time to talk about this publicly, at least in an interview. Thank form. you. No, for real. This is the first time I'm talking about it. So I, yeah. I really appreciate it, man. Well, I will let you go, man, because I know you have dinner reservations. Happy Australian 30th. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I imagine the next 24 hours are going to be wild for you, right? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of mezcal involved. A lot of mezcal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just mezcal, mezcal, mezcal. I'll have to have a couple of shots for you. Actually, That's I'm going to start here. Can you pass me that? Let's have a shot. I'll have a shot with you right now. Let's do it. I mean, I, I have a bottle Gracias. of water, but let's pretend okay. this is straight tequila. You got a bottle? All right. All right, here we go. Down Happy birthday, my friend. Thank you, brother. To the green room. <laughs> oh um, dude, happy birthday again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we'll talk soon, man. Let me know when you're in Sydney next and um, we'll have a proper drink. That isn't a fucking bottle. 100%, man. Yeah, love it, dude. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Adam. Thank you to Adam Hyde for coming on on what is his 30th birthday. I held up his dinner plans, but allegedly it was worth it. And thank you for listening at home. Again, Kelly Holiday, the new music is out now. More is coming, of course. Peking Duck music is on the way as well. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate and subscribe. Review the Green Room Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go to thepodcast.com.au to hear all previous episodes. And as well as other shows, including The Take with Willie Mason, That Sucks, and Rewind with Steve Bell. We'll be back to do it all again next week with very special guest, Kings of Leon. I'll see you then. Greg Trueweek.